Blog Talk Radio. Somebody's in the fight of your life right now. Lachey Knox, tell them how to win. This is how I fight my battles. When you're feeling overwhelmed and under pressure. When you're in the midst of the storm and you can't see your way out When you get that unfavorable diagnosis This is how you fight Somebody's saying it seems like trouble is all around me Let's shape tell them it may look like It may look like I'm surrounded But I'm surrounded by you That's how God works It may look like I'm surrounded But I'm It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how you fight when the enemy comes in like a flood. The Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard. Creator with so many laws 
some of y'all just you're asking that question. You're like, how can we ever please this Most High? How can we ever please God? There's so much He requires out of us. It's like, I mean, really, how can you please Him? All these versions of what He wants, all these different ministries and churches and religions saying what He requires. Got these folks over here saying one thing These folks over here Saying they hear from the Holy Ghost too And they saying something Completely different And then we heard a sister Come on talking about This is how I fight my battles Yeah I can hear the confusion Over this topic how can anyone please the Creator with so many laws? Anyway, just to read the rest of the show's description, I went on to say tonight, Monday, how can anyone please the Creator with so many rules or past? No doubt, humanity has long wanted to know the Creator and, of course, to then please the Most High because of who He is. What he has done and what we need him to do. But the prerequisite or laws to these blessings make them impossible for most people. One more time. Prerequisite or laws to these blessings make them impossible for most people, it seems. That's true. So tonight, we're going to be talking about that tonight, brothers and sisters. Again, you've tuned into the Five Swiss Song Network. I'm Brother Seth, and I just want to just get a few things out of the way really, really quickly and bring on these co-hosts as soon as we can because this topic right here got a lot of people rattled. Some people have left the church, don't want to talk about the father, don't want to talk about his son, don't want to talk about the Bible, want to talk about religion at all or anything close to it because of the confusion centered around this very topic. You can't please him. So he's got to be mad at me. If I can't please him, he's got to be mad at me all the time. So they rather just kind of wing it and, and do what they want to do and live the way they want to live and just and just kind of hope and pray that when they die and breathe their last breath that they wind up in a good place. And that's how a lot of people live their life. And um, we're going to talk about that tonight. I believe the Father is a loving Father. As the creator of this Five Stone Network, let me just tell you the goal of the show tonight, the goal, the goal, the goal of the show tonight, at least what I hope. Now, the co-hosts come on here. I can't tell grown people what to do, but I would think they would follow suit. Uh, but the, the goal of the show, folks, is to, to show just truly how simple uh, this father is. Uh, he's not a pushover. He's not a wimp. Uh, he is a god of... Uh, of wrath, of course. Everybody knows about his wrath. But he also is a loving Elohim, a loving father. And uh, if he wanted to destroy humanity, we would have been gone a long time ago. There's all types of things around us that says the father loves us. Loves us. Loves us. In a love that is unconditional. More so than our mothers and our fathers. Truly loves us. And here's another one. He knows us 
more than we knows our know more than we know ourselves. And a lot of times, I know we think this this Elohim or this God is too big to know us. There's too many people on the earth. There's too many things going on. How can we worry about little old me? Because we suffer from rejection issues. We had parents that wasn't always there for us, and we just have a hard time. And even if you did have parents that was there for you, this love that the Father have is amazing. And I just think that uh, he loves us more than any of us can love ourselves. Our parents can love us. Our grandparents can love us. And I think everywhere you look, you can see mercy and kindness. Like Psalms 103 says, he would not always chide. He would not always give us what we deserve. But he will be a forgiving and a loving father. After all, he sent the son. And not only did he send the son, brothers and sisters, he placed us in this this Yeshua, in this in this Yahawashah, in this Emmanuel, in this Christ, in this person we call Jesus. He placed humanity in them, those of us that have faith and believe and trust in him. He literally sees us through the eyes of Christ, and that allows us to go before his presence, that allows us to to uh, 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 gain favor with this Elohim, with this Most High. So if he was really just that hard to please, my goodness, we would all be in trouble. And he's not afraid to execute judgment upon the earth if that's what he was trying to do. But I just don't believe he does at that kind of, uh, 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 I don't think that's how the Most High is. But I'm going to let my co-host talk about it. I'm going to let my co-host talk about it. So, you know what? I think I want to play that song again. That really in the background, because that's in my spirit. It's been in my spirit for days now. So let's crank that up again. Somebody's in the fight of your life right now. Lachey Knox, tell them how to win. Okay, going to the phone line, brothers and sisters. We have all the way in the city of Cincinnati, brother Purcell Porsche. I'm going to bring him on first. Brother Purcell, the line is open. Brother, go ahead and say hello to the people. Welcome for another episode. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise, Praise the, Lord, brother. the Lord, everybody. This is Purcell and Del Porsche, all the way in Cincinnati, Ohio, and Santa Fe. Uh, we bring you greetings from Thought Life Ministries, where we believe that uh, where our mission is to bring the saltiness back to the believer through rightly dividing the word of truth and through kingdom principles. We are once again excited about the Five Smooth Stones Network. We thank God for this network. We thank God for this mission. We thank God for this work. We thank God for uh, Seth's, Seth's due diligence. As it relates to the blog, we thank we thank God for His faithfulness, and we thank God for uh, His connection, the divine connection that God has um, caused for Him to be able to uh, um, bring this show uh, week after week. Um, we we are so grateful for that. We're so grateful for all the other co-hosts. Again, for all the other divine connections that have um, that have been a part and are a part of the Five Smooth Stones Network, um, we look forward to the topic tonight. It is absolutely a very uh, controversial topic, 
Um, but I'm excited about getting into it. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about what God is doing in the earth. I'm excited about what God is doing in the kingdom of God. Um, I'm excited about God's presence in my own personal life uh, and in my family's life. Um, God has been good to me, and I'm just so grateful. Um, so I, I, I come before you tonight with a spirit of gratitude. Um, and if it's all right, Seth, if it's all right uh, with you, um, I'd like to open with a word of prayer, if that's okay. Yes, you sure can. Let me get these other co-hosts in. And we, you know what? Go ahead and pray, and then we'll come to you uh that allows a few co-hosts that's running late to, uh, We can bring them all at the same time So go ahead, yes, good idea brother Go right here Okay, sounds good Okay, Father God It's in Jesus' name that we come before you tonight Thanking you Lord God for this opportunity To break bread With the brethren We thank you Lord God for the opportunity to come together uh, In unity Lord God with the brethren We thank you Lord God for your presence We thank you Lord God for your anointing being upon this show. We thank you, Lord God, that it's the kind of anointing that destroys yoke and lifts every burden. We thank you, Lord God, for the wisdom, hallelujah, that is in on, on this show, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for uh, because of your Holy Spirit. Um, we thank you for the understanding, Lord God. We thank you that your Holy Spirit leads us and guides us into all truth. And we thank you, Lord God. We we thank you, Lord God, that we understand that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We thank you, Lord, that we understand that you are the Prince of Peace and the Rose of Sharon. We thank you, Lord God, that we understand that you are the bright and morning star and the lily of the valley. We thank you, Lord God, hallelujah, for your power, your grace, and your mercy, oh God. We just ask, oh God, that as we go forth on tonight, Lord God, we pray that you will go out before us and make the crooked path straight, God. Lord God, and uh, we understand according to your word that we can ask you for wisdom, Lord God, if we lack it in any area. And your, your scripture said that you would give it to us freely, oh God, and upbraid it not. And we thank you, Lord. We just bless you. We honor you and we lift you high. For you said, if I be lifted up, you would draw all men unto yourself. And it is our number one goal. Hallelujah, that, uh, that that you would be glorified in this endeavor, oh God. And we pray, hallelujah, that whatever is said and whatever is heard on tonight, it will cause men and women, boys and girls to be compelled to want to know what must I do to be saved. Hallelujah. And it is in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Amen and amen again. Glory to Appreciate God. that, brother. Appreciate that, brother. And everybody that agreed with that prayer, that declaration, just go ahead and say amen in Yeshua's name. All right? Going back to the phone lines, we're going to bring on the one and only brother, Elsie Chris. He has been riding with us kind of stronger lately. Uh, Pastor Chris was out of the saddle for a minute, but he's back, and we really enjoy hearing from him. Uh so, Priscilla, again, thank you for that prayer. It's just welcome the Father and the Messiah into our midst. And, folks, don't think we're spooky, okay? The Most High is real, and His power is real. And when men call on Him like Priscilla just did and we agree, 
He is in our presence. Better better recognize that, y'all. Better some of y'all have so such low self esteem and some of y'all just have so much doubt you just don't believe your own Bible. But we just invited to create into our affairs. So let's submit to him. All right. Phone line is open for Pastor Al C. Chris. Go ahead and say hello to the people, my brother. Good evening, Seth. I wanna thank Reverend Purcell for that prayer. Very strong, very personable, and uh, I'm excited for tonight and, and, and to this station, the Five Smooth Stones Network. I want to thank God that he has allowed you to move forward in your quest. Yes, yes. Well, Pastor, we just are glad to have you as well, Brother Elsie Chris of Aletheo Temple. We really thank you and... Uh, for your wisdom that I know you got to share with us tonight. Well, brothers and sisters, uh, uh, I, Brother John, I'm going to wait on you. I'm going to let you tell me when you're ready to come on. I know you have something going on, so go ahead and press 1 when you're free, and I can bring you on. Anybody else that's going to be on the show tonight, uh, co-host, or you would like to be on the show tonight as co-host, I'm talking about those that have done it before. I think I may see Brother Kenwin, but I'm not real sure. That's who I'm really talking about. Brother Kenwin, if, you can, if you're coming on tonight, or you'd like to come on tonight, go ahead and press 1, and we'll bring you on. Other words, in other, otherwise, um, otherwise, if I can talk, okay, that's Brother Ken. Hold on, let's get him on really quickly. Let's get everybody on at the same time, brothers and sisters. All right, area code nine zero three two seven nine. Uh, Brother Kenwin Casper, is that you? Yes, sir. Shalom, shalom, family. Good to be here. Well, shalom, and good to hear from you, brother. Long time no hear from, but it's good whenever you're in the house. Just say hello to the people. All right, Shalom family. Uh paying my respects and due to the five smooth stones. Uh this is kinda of like the the network that I started on and continue, uh, just like tonight to uh tune in to. Uh I'm a big fan, been a big fan for a couple of years now. And uh yeah, I just wanna give my props to you there, uh, brother Phil. And uh and a Sloan family to all that uh here tonight. Uh and that'll do it there, brother. Well Shalom Shalom. What was the name of your network again, brother? Uh yes, I'm the host of Waking Up Israel Radio Show. Also on Blog Talk. Waking Up Israel Radio Show. Well one day we'll probably get around there and do something together, collaborate together as well. All right, brothers, everybody's on the line. Uh brother um uh, uh Shua and Brother um, uh, John, if y'all are ready, just press one. Otherwise, I'm not going to open up your line because I know there's some things going on there. Uh, Brother Kenwin, you have a little noise on your line. Let's see how bad it is. Hold on one second, everybody. Hold on. Let's see how quiet it gets. Ooh. It got pretty quiet. So, Brother Kenwin, your line is open now. What I want to do with you is you put us, you mute us unless you're ready to comment. So I can't just just know your line is loud. It sounds like you're driving. I know you're driving. So go ahead and mute us. As a matter of fact, let's go ahead and get your let's go ahead and get your comment first, and then mute us when you're not talking. Very important because your line is loud. Wait a minute, it's got a little quieter. Hold on a second, everybody. We gotta get this straight, y'all. Bear with us. Yeah, that's a lot quieter. So keep doing it. Okay. So the topic tonight, brother, is can, how can anyone plead the Creator with so many laws? 
and I uh really anxious to hear what you got to say because I know you're big on laws. Uh, so for starters, Brother Kenwin, uh, for those that say, how can anyone please this great, vast God, uh, Elohim, that we're supposed to serve with so many laws and so many paths? What would you say to him? Okay. Uh, well, uh, okay. Well, uh, uh, definitely following his commandments. Uh, I'm under. I'm in the understanding that that is our purpose, and that's what he wanted to do, uh, to be set apart uh, uh, from everyone else. And uh, following his laws is exactly uh, to the best of our ability. It's exactly what he uh, desired from us and uh, what we constantly stumble upon, but uh, never giving up. Uh, one more time, can you tell me the, uh, the question, repeat the question exactly uh, to me again? I'm sorry, I kind of lost the train of thought for a second. Brother Seth? Hello? I can okay, hear you, Brother Kenwin, when you finish. Oh. Go ahead, Brother Purcell. Okay. Was, was uh, Brother Kenwin finished? Uh, yes. Yeah, I put myself back on mute. Uh, I oh, kind of okay, lost okay. sound for a second. All right. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, that's it. Uh, Interesting question, Seth. Um, how can anyone please the Father with so many laws? Um, if I were to answer that question, the first thing I would think about is um, I believe that we would first have to um, check our faith meter simply because the Bible said that it's impossible to please him without faith. So it is, it is our degree of faith or our level of faith that is first um, considered as it relates to um, pleasing him in the first place. And then the scripture goes on to say that, um, before you even come to him, you must first believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So we first have to believe he is who he says he is, first and foremost, okay? Then we have to believe that he can do whatever it is he said he can do once we settle that in our spirit now we on the road to pleasing him now I would say the step number three would be uh, to let this mind be in you okay well number step number three would be to receive him as your Savior and Lord okay but then step number four would be to seek out the mind of Christ. 
to um, to uh, tell yourself or will yourself, if you will, to um, having the mind of Christ. Because the scripture told us to let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. So it always interests me um, the way that scripture is worded because it says, let this mind be in you. So that let me know immediately that I have a responsibility to that. I have a responsibility to allow the mind of Christ to come into my heart and take up residence, to take preeminence over my own mind, okay? I have to allow that. I have to cause, I have to uh, uh, denounce my will and trade it for his. Now, that's a difficult, that really is the, diff, the difficulty um, in pleasing him. That's, that's really the difficulty because there is a war that's happening in our mind. This is why we have so many scriptures that uh, teach us to, um, be re- to, to renew our minds daily. Die to self, okay? Because there is a war going on in our members. So we have to, I think Paul said, to beat your flesh into subjection. We have to cause our flesh to line up, or not to line up, please forgive me, not to line up, but to bow down to our spirit or to his spirit, which needs to become our spirit and our mind and our thoughts and our ideas. Because we also know that in the book of Proverbs, the third chapter, it tells us to lean not to trust in the Lord, first first and foremost, with all our heart, and lean not to our own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. So it sounds like to me, to answer this question, it sounds like to me we have to take to go through a great deal of minimizing ourselves and maximizing him in us or allowing him to, to, to grow up in us. We have to do that in order for us to be able to even think about pleasing God. Because the benefit, the beautiful thing is the benefit of pleasing God. In Proverbs, the 16th chapter and the 7th verse, it says that when a man's ways please the Lord, he will make even his enemies enemies. to be at peace with him. Peace with him. Now, that's a great, great, great benefit right there. That's a great benefit right there. He will cause even your enemies to be at peace with you. In other words, 
there will be people at odds with you own flesh, but for for whatever reason will acquiesce to the spirit of God and not even understand themselves why it is that they now are uh, treating you differently because of the power of God. So that is that, my friends, is my uh, five-step process to the road to pleasing God, and it's a difficult process. It's not it's not a cookie cutter process. It's it's going to take some real life dying to yourself. It's going to take some real life quieting your flesh. It's going to take some some fasting. It's going to take some prayer. It's going to take some believing and not doubting. Even if you doubt, it's going to take some prayer and saying, Lord, help my unbelief. I really do believe you, but for some, for some reason, I'm struggling in this area. So please, if you will, if it be thy will, help my unbelief. See, we gotta we gotta really want this thing because this thing is real. This ain't no game. I'm serious about this thing. It ain't no game. It ain't no game. Amen. My mama used to say, either poop or get off the pot. Mama didn't quite say it like that, but you understand. <laughs> poop or get off the pot. That's good, Purcell. That's what my very good. Yeah, that's what my mama used to say. So. Either 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 you down if you down for him or you playing around. And if you're playing around, I can assure you he gonna spit you out. He gonna spit well, you I out like to he say, don't deal in I like to add to that, uh uh Percent. That's very good. Thank you. That was very good. We, what we're gonna do is just go round robin and get everybody's quick answer, then we're gonna get deeper into these laws and what laws specifically? We're thinking about this, brothers and sisters. What, what brothers and, and sisters too? Because the phone line is full of people. So again, if y'all want to jump in or uh, to add your two cent, go ahead and press one. If you're on the phone lines, if you're listening to us on the internet and you did not call the show, you can call the show and um, get involved by simply pressing one. So call the number in front of you: nine one four two zero five. Five five nine zero. One more time. Nine one four two zero five 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 nine zero. If you're in the chat room, go ahead and uh, uh, type your questions, and we get uh, to those questions as soon as possible. I do want to acknowledge uh, uh, Mr. Dar- Doug North West Media. Thank you for that compliment of our shows. Um, Pastor Chris, um, what say ye? The question is. How can anyone please the Creator with so many laws? I mean, this great God we serve, we want to serve some of us. Uh, you know, I want to just share the scripture before uh, Pastor Chris even say one word. Come out of, coming out of Hebrews 11 and 6 that says, But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. Talking about the Most High, but without faith, mm-hmm. possible.
to please him. One more time. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God, Yah, must believe that he is. Purcell was talking about this a little bit. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. One more time. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. You say, how? Well, it's impossible to please him without faith. So we know, no matter what we talk about tonight, it's going to mean faith. It just says it right there in Hebrews 11 and 6. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. We can just end the Bible study or end the blog right now and just say good night, everybody. <laughs> but without faith, right. it's impossible to do it. Without, it's impossible to please him without faith. For he that cometh to Yah of Israel must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder. You have to believe that he is he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So once you know he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him, then you're going to diligently seek him, right? Right, brothers and sisters? If he is a rewarder, then you're going to turn around and diligently seek him. The scripture talks about when will a man... Let me get the scripture out. Again, Pastor Chris is getting ready to to give his uh, say, and I just want to just jump in real quick because I am moderating, but at the same time I'm also trying to answer this very important question. But I'm coming out of Jeremiah 29 and 13 where it says, And ye seek me and find me when ye shall search me with all your hearts. One more time. And ye shall seek me and find me when Ye shall search for me with all your hearts. One more time. It's the reason I repeat myself, brothers and sisters, because this is a very clear, it's easy question, but it's a kind of can be complicated for some people. So I want to repeat myself. Jeremiah 29 and 13 says, And ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. So we we hear the word diligently seek him. Now we hear seek with all your heart. That's how you do it, brothers and sisters. You seek him with all your heart. Pastor Chris. Pastor yes, sir. Chris, Can you hear? Me? Go right ahead, brother. Can you hear? Me? Same question. You know, I I, I believe most of what uh, Reverend Purcell said, and but my thing is, you know. In Jeremiah, I think you said 29, but I think it's in the 30s. I've been trying to find it where it says, I'm going to make a new covenant. And, you know, he's going to bless us because of that. You know, that's that's what I hold on to. Even Yeshua himself, he, you know, he followed the law, but it was certain things in the law he thought that man was corrupting. And I just hope that we can try to see it in the spirit of Christ that we don't corrupt the word, you know, because Jesus said uh, he was talking about men who divorced their wife because that was in the law. But he said, you guys are misusing it. There's another way to look at it. So we need to, to I just think that, that Yeshua wants us to follow the law, but it should be a part of your daily lifestyle. It shouldn't be like a burden to you. 
and you know to live in love and peace and hope and faith like he did and i believe what you said about faith you got to have faith you got to believe you got to believe in the unseen you know we haven't seen god but we can see we can see the sun the moon and the stars and the clouds that he controls everything so to me that's faith you know even he said he even said to abraham and his faith was counted to him as righteousness so brothers and sisters we just have to be faithful and believe that he is and then follow his way that's what i think we are supposed to do good point Good point. Well, brothers and sisters, we have Brother John, our old moderator. Pastor Chris, thank you for that. That was beautiful. Thank you for that. And uh, so we got Brother Ken. We've heard from Brother Kenwin Castleberry. Uh, uh, we also heard from Brother uh, Purcell Porche. That was Pastor Elsie Chris. Let's go back to the phone line and get John, who was our old moderator once upon a time. I know you know who John Clark is. Brother John, your line is open. And again, uh, uh, let's see here. Go ahead and say hello to the people, and then we'd like to know your your answer to this question. How can anyone please the Creator with so many laws? Okay. Um, I want to say what's up to everybody on the phone, uh, Brother Purcell, Pastor Chris, Brother Castleberry, definitely Brother Seth, for the kindness yes. platform. When I saw that this was going to be the topic, I kind of felt like this was going to be a short, <laughs> a short session. Um, uh, I, I okay. see this now. I, I, I'm, there's several things that I'm in total agreement with that I've already heard. I didn't get to hear everything that Brother Purcell said because I was in the green room at at the time that he was speaking. Um, but I think the one thing that we've already established is that. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. We've already established that. And I think it's important to understand that this is not faith that you have in and of yourself, that you believe. It, he approaches you. And that gift of faith is what he gives to you. It's not like you can produce this in and of yourself. It's a gift that he gives you, as stated in his word. Um, and Pastor Chris, uh, I'm trying to remember the statement that you made uh, a moment ago. And it's like you, you juggle these things, you have your own thoughts, and then people say things. There's something that Pastor Chris said a moment ago. I actually, it, it escapes my mind, so I'm just going to go with what I originally had intended to state. But I know there was something that I agreed 100% that Pastor Chris stated. Um, but, folks, this is not difficult in the least bit. He said that his way is easy, his burden is light. Why would he say that? It's dangerous not because of those 600-plus laws. The Hebrews couldn't follow. No one could huh. follow them, Jew or Gentile. It's not be, why, why would he say his way is easy? I think that's the word but his burden is light. That's definitely what he stated. It's because at the end of the day, out of the words of the, the Messiah, there's only two laws. There are only two laws. The person approached the Messiah and asked him, what is this, what's the greatest law? And I paraphrase. Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one. 
love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and all thy mind and all thy strength and love your enemy as yourself. And he goes on to say, on these things, all of the law and the prophets. That's everything, folks. That's the Ten Commandments. That's the Mosaic Law. That's the judgments. Everything that you read in Deuteronomy, everything you read in Leviticus, everything you read in Isaiah, love the Lord thy God with all thy mind and all thy heart and all thy strength and love your, your neighbor as yourself. So let me just step into these two things. And, every, real and everybody knows that is Matthew 22 and 40. That's pretty good, Brother John. Thank you. Thank you. So, if you look at the Ten Commandments, you'll find that love the Lord thy God, those are the first four commandments. Those are commandments that pertain to the individual and God. Love thy neighbor as thyself, those are the next six commandments. If you look at them, they line up perfectly. That's the reason why he could make such a profound claim, knowing that you have a whole book of the law, Leviticus, you have so many laws in Deuteronomy. He could make that claim because it covers everything. Oh, that's what Pastor Chris said. Uh, he, Pastor Chris was going further and digging deeper, and, and I believe what you had stated was that either you or Seth was uh, if you – how did he state that? I can't even say that exactly like you said it, but the one thing that you have, when if you have faith without work, your faith is dead. And so if you believe that God is God and he's a reward of those who diligently seek him, if your faith is faith, you will, by works, seek him. And how do you seek him? Do you go and see if he's at 7-Eleven? Do you go to see if he's at the airport? Is that how you seek him? Do you go to this church or that church to see if he's there? Oh, he's right there for you to press in. And all you have to do is pick up the book and read. Because as you read, you'll get insight on the surface level, and as you continue to read, he'll begin to give you insight spiritually, and that's what Pastor Chris stated. Spiritually, you'll get insight. What looked like it was telling you one thing simply tells you a whole other thing that's in greater greater depth, brings you greater insight. And so that is a huge part of, quote, unquote, having faith in that faith is without work is dead and you diligently will seek. Why? Because how do you love someone and not want to spend time with them? And not want to and and, and if you know that you're gonna get a reward, why wouldn't you seek it and press into that? Yeah. The other part is the the love thy neighbor as thyself. One of the individuals that approached Christ asked him, and who is my neighbor looking to justify himself? And 
folks, if you look at those Ten Commandments, some of them speak about the neighbor and some of them don't. There's a reason why it's that way. There's a reason why it's that way. We all know the story of the Good Samaritan. The, The story of the Good Samaritan, it wasn't really about the person who was going down to Jerusalem or wherever it was he was traveling, I forget at the time, at the moment. It was about the person who cared for him. This person fell among thieves. They beat his behind. He was near to death. And a Levite who was part of the priesthood saw him and passed on. And then there was actual, an actual priest, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I shouldn't say Levite was the priest. The Levite, they're the called out tribe. They didn't receive an inheritance in land because their inheritance was God. But then there was an actual priest that saw him across on the other side of the street. But then there was a Samaritan. Now, folks, the Samaritans were always shunned because they were the ones that were intermingled with Gentile seed. I won't get into the details, but it's like you guys aren't even Israel anymore. But the Samaritan was the one who stopped helped the guys, took them to an inn, patched up his wounds, ointment on them, and told the innkeeper, or the person who rented the hotel, if you will, that if he's not better by the time the money I spent for the time that he's here, let him stay, and when I come back, I'll pay you. Mm. That was the good Samaritan. And he said... In this parable, who do you think the neighbor was? (laughs) It's plain. It's plain. The person who dwells securely by you, that you look out for, they look out for you. That's your neighbor. It's not the whole world. It's not everybody on your block. You know them, and you look out for them. Or even if you don't know them, you look out for them. So, to me, it's a very, it's not complex at all. What's complex is the question of who are you? Are you the called out assembly? Or are you just an Hebrew Israelite? Unregenerated. If you're unregenerated, it becomes complex because you come under the Mosaic Law, and the Levitical Law. If you want to keep those 600 laws, 607, I believe it is, if you want to keep those, do you. Your high priest is Aaron. My high priest is Yahawashah, the Messiah. And as I stated, he said out of his mouth, there's only two laws. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and all thy mind and all thy strength, and you love your neighbor as yourself. How do you know that you're doing this? You know because your heart will either confirm or condemn your actions. It's not like you were driving in a a 45 doing 65 and you got pulled over and you tell the officer, oh, I thought this was 65. No, it's 45. Here's your ticket. If you thought it was 65, the Messiah says, I'm not going to give you this ticket because your heart, in your heart, you thought you were doing the correct speech. 
Folks, that's why it's so easy. That's why the burden is light. He has made all the provision, and even when your heart condemns you, he says, I'm greater than your heart. Now, how, how good is that? How good is that? The question that becomes difficult is, who are you? Very, yes. very interesting uh, 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 explanation there, John. Were you done there? Because I want to comment on that. That was pretty good. Did y'all get that? Remember these shows you can rewind, brothers and sisters. Y'all probably didn't get all that. But these shows you can rewind. But, Brother John, that was good. And I want to add to this. If what you said earlier, uh, our forefathers couldn't keep the law, they couldn't keep it. People talk about, oh, there were folks that kept the law, and they try to name some people. Uh, but let's be real. They can keep the law, y'all. David said, blessed is the man whom the law will not impute sin. So for those young people and older people asking the question, how can I please the Most High? How can I please y'all? How can I please God? He's so big, he's so powerful, he have all these laws and rules and religion. How? Remember this. David said, blessed is the man whom the Lord will not impute sin. Would you like to be one of those people that the Father does not impute sin? Bible says the Father not only did it with David, but he did it with Abraham. He didn't count his sin against him. Now, I know what y'all going to say. Are you trying to say we can just go out and sin, sin, sin? Just follow the example of Abraham and David. Did they stop sinning? No, they didn't stop sinning. But David said, blessed is the man whom the Most High would not impute sin. Y'all know David had a man killed so he can have sex with his wife. Y'all know David was a straight-up killer. Not like the killers we know, drive-bys, where they don't get out of the car and get their knuckles dirty. David busts heads. He can even yeah. build the Father's <laughs> temple because he busts so many heads. This is your Bible. Abraham was not no angel. But these men believe God. They believe y'all. They believe in his promises. If you do what they did, the Bible says, where there is no law, there is no sin. You have to be very careful how you talk about sin to a believer. Because if they walk in the, the steps of faithful Abraham with that faith, the Father does not impute sin because if he did we'd be in trouble the Bible says we're in Christ so I think it was Purcell yeah. that come been born again don't take that lightly brothers and sisters because once you're born again you're placed in Christ just think of fish in the aquarium as long as those fish in that aquarium they're all in, they're all one We're one. Else, how are people related in church? Why do people say brother so-and-so, sister so-and-so? You're not related. You don't have the same last name. You don't have the same DNA. How are you related? 
It's because it's a spiritual birth. And that new birth, one of the benefits is you're no longer under the law. Can you sin? Of course you can, but with your body. But the Bible says that the way the Father sees us is not through the flesh anymore, but through the Spirit. So how can anyone please the Creator? You can't. Except you go through Christ. He have to see Christ. You have to be Christ. In Christ, there is no sin. Can you sin? Of yeah. course you can. Can you sin? Of course you can. Your flesh serves the law of sin and death. But your spirit serves the law of life in Christ. I know it sounds a little biblically and all that. But we're going to make it even clearer as we go along. i like to go to Brother Kenway and hear from him in a while. Again, those of you on the phone lines, go ahead and press 1. We'll come to you. Press 1. Don't be scared. We don't know everything. <laughs> may know something we don't know. Okay? Again, press 1. Uh, you've been tuning to the Five Sons on Network. I have on the phone lines tonight, Brother Kenway Casper, all the way in Tyler, Texas. Brother Purcell Porsche, all the way in the lovely city of Cincinnati. You spell it with an S. S-I-N. <laughs> Cincinnati, 21 on black men shot by the cop. Brother Seth left. I'm in Texas now. First set up the dealing. <laughs> anyway, we got Purcell Porsche in Cincinnati, and then we have Brother uh, 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 Pastor Alcy Chris and the one and only Brother John Clark. Uh, John, that was good. Brother Kenwin, I want to come to you. I would love to know what you have to say about what Brother John said. Then we're going to ask Brother Purcell Porsche the same question as well as Pastor Alcy Chris. Brother Kenwin, your line is open. Go ahead. What do you have to say of anything you've heard so far? Any comments on anything Pastor Chris said, Brother John said, Brother Purcell said, or myself? All right. Well, um, yeah, Talon family, I'm, I'm from a different understanding on the other side of the fence, sadly, to report to you guys, as you already know, that uh, there's a division among Israel. Um, and uh, I'm on the other side of you guys. I, I don't, I'm not in agreement to a lot what he was uh, stating. Uh, but I don't want to, uh, uh, Pastor Poche was speaking of a spiritual fight, spiritual war that we're into, and that's exactly uh, true. However, I don't quite want to engage in war on your show. I just want to kind of just say I, I believe in the, what pleases him is uh, uh, keeping his law, statutes, and commandments. His word would never uh, go away, and he, there's nowhere in Scripture um, that says that his word stops, okay? Uh, he, that's what he wants from us is to follow his commandments and do as he says. And uh, that's what we must do. Uh, and the works, faith without works is dead. Works is interpreted by us Israelites as following his commandments. Period. Now, if you was to go into breaking down all his commandments to sum it up into two, you're still saying, in a sense, that you're following all of them. And that too. There's no, yeah, I'm going to put it in two, but skip all of the things that's bad. 
I'm on a different side of the fence, brother. Well, let, let, me, let, let, me, and, let me ask you something. You said that twice now. Let me ask you something, only because you repeated yourself at that, at that last comment. You're on the other side of the fence. Let me ask you a question. So you believe, just explain these two scriptures, brother. I just want your take on it. Okay. Because, brother, Ken, when you're the youngest of us, which don't mean anything, you could be a, the scholar among us. You could be in a place that we need to be, and I'm not being facetious. I think I'm, I think what I'm sharing is right, of course. I ain't going to lie, I do. Uh, but you may very well be on the sun we're not quite on. Romans 3 and 20 says, Therefore, by the deeds of the law, shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. That's number one, Romans 3 and 20. While you've got your finger there, remember this one. And I'll repeat these scriptures if you need. Galatians 3 and 11. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God or Yah. It is evident. For the just shall live by faith. Abraham did it. He didn't keep the law. No, he didn't. He lied, did all kinds of things. David, David was a killer. He didn't do it. He didn't keep the law. But he was justified. Father wouldn't count it. So here's two men in the scriptures that was perfect in the eyes of the Father, and they were sinful. They did sin. But yet he didn't count their sins against them. But yet they didn't keep the law to the, to the, to the fullness, but he didn't count their sins against them. What say you, Brother Kenwin? Uh, yeah, about those scriptures, uh, they are letters to the Romans, and there's letters to the Galatians. I'm under the understanding that Paul is a, a minister. A Hold on a second, and, and we're not going to go, I'm not going to be, trust me, just this one little interruption, just bear with me. The business of saying that this is to the Romans and to the Galatians, he said, but that no man, not Gentiles, uh, Galatians, the Galatians 3 and 11 says, but that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is evident, for the just shall live by faith. That's 3 and 11. 3 and 20 said, now this is a letter to the Romans, you're right, this is this is a scripture. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh no man, no flesh, that's going to include Gentiles and Jews. What say you? Because, again, people are listening to this show, and they want to know, y'all divided. Uh, okay. I want to know uh, the truth. Right. I, just, I, just want to, I want to serve the Father and all these laws. So what say you, Brother Kenan? Okay. Uh, Paul also mentions how the Israelites are uh, are. Uh, by the law, they are uh, justified by the law in the scriptures. Um, I can't, I don't know exactly where is that, but he also lets us know. Uh, well, brother, I'm driving. I'm driving. I'm driving. I'm driving. I can look it up. But hey, uh, up. We'll look it up. up look it up, y'all. Paul says okay. that the, the Jews, the Israelites, are justified by the law. Uh, that What does that mean? That's telling you that when he says that the Jews, the Israelites, are justified by the law, that means when he's talking, he's speaking to them about Israelites. When he's talking to Gentiles, he's talking 
And see, it's important that you go to Second Peter, uh, chapter three, fifteen, I want to say, where it tells the reader that be careful of reading Paul. It'll, it'll, uh, if you're not careful to unlearn, it'll lead to your uh, destruction. So, but to, to get to the point, if you can go to Romans nine, okay, Paul talks then speaking about Israelites. Okay, See, hold on a I think the main. Oh, 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 okay. No, hold on. Only reason I'm saying hold on a sec because I want to help you out. You say you're driving, so I just pulled it up. Second Peter three fifteen. That's what you said, right? Oh yeah, but I thought you were looking up where Paul says that the Israelites are justified by the law. I couldn't find it. That. Doesn't exist. I couldn't find it. it doesn't oh. I don't think it exists either. But that don't oh, mean yeah. it exists. We oh, just, okay. We just need scripture, brother. But let me read Second Peter three fifteen to help you out. You don't think and it account, is, is. Okay. No, I, listen, Brother Kenwin, let's slow it down a little bit. You could be right. We just can't find it, brother. But I did find Second Peter 3.15. An account that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation, even as our brother, beloved Paul, also according to wisdom, given us has written unto you one more time an account that the long suffering of our Lord is salvation, even as our, our beloved brother Paul also, according to the wisdom given unto him, has written unto you. That's what Second Peter three fifteen was saying. I don't know if that's the right verse or not. But in, so, brother Kenwin, go ahead. I just want to read that for you. Okay. Uh... Sorry about that. I was, uh, yeah, multitasking here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, brother. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. I missed. I missed out on the, whatever you just said. <clears throat> but uh, any anyhow. Um, Peter yeah. three fifteen did not read what you said. I think we got the wrong verse. It didn't say. Be careful how to listen to Paul. Oh, that's not the way to Oh, so. Okay, well, do any of you brothers who are familiar with scriptures, any one of y'all remember when Peter wrote uh, that uh, uh, you need to be careful in reading Paul to the unlearned? Come on, somebody help me out, y'all. He did well, not, let's he just, did let's not say, say you need to be careful. Hold on, Brother John. Brother John, go ahead. He did not say you have to be careful with reading Paul. <laughs> what he was saying is that there's persons who have read Paul, and they twisted to the scripture. They twisted the scripture to their own damnation. So Peter wasn't saying like, "Hey, you got to be careful with Paul because Paul is writing heresy." You know, he was saying Paul's writings are there's more spiritual content, at least on surface level, and it's not it's, when you're dealing with the spiritual. The flesh cannot understand that. It's foolishness to the flesh. That's what Peter was saying. He wasn't saying be careful with it. He was saying that there's people who've taken those scriptures and twisted them to their own damnation. Exactly. Uh, you got to be learned to understand what he's saying. And uh, what we find today. To well, he said unlearned. So to be learned is not to be unlearned, brother. Well, yeah, I want to base that. In second. Second he said the unlearned twisted. Anyway, let's, let's go yeah. ahead and read it, brother. Uh, brother, you uh, was oh, one oh, no, no, brother, 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 self, self. 
if that's not the correct scripture, then I, I mean, I, I got other, I got, I'm trying to get something else out. Uh, if that's not the correct, correct one. I have the one you Oh, oh okay. Oh, okay, got you. Second Peter 3.16. As also in all his epistles, speaking of Paul, speaking in them of things in which are some things hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable rest, as do as they do also other scriptures unto their own destruction. One more time. Y'all heard what Brother John said? Y'all heard what Brother Kenwin said? Here's the scripture again, what they're talking about. Second Peter 3.16. As also in all his epistles, speaking of Brother Paul, speaking in them of these things in which are some things hard to be understood, which they are, are unlearned or and unstable rest, as do also the other scriptures unto their own destruction. Go ahead, brother. Okay. Uh, so with that said, uh, let's go, uh, if you could, can you turn to, uh, let's go to John. John uh, chapter 3, verse 4. Well, I think we should address this scripture first, shouldn't we? I, I thought absolutely. we already done hit on it. No, no, absolutely. Can I, Can I, I, I think it's important to understand well, that the word I mean, rest. Well, yes, yes. Well, okay. Uh, well, he's talking to un- the unlearned who read in Paul's scriptures. They want to rest on Paul's scriptures. Period. Without, without knowing the big picture of what everything else was going on. And okay, let me ask you, let me kind of kill the chaser for a second, if I can use those, that phrase. Let me just say this, because I don't want us to get into a shouting match or a debate, because, again, people are tuning into the show because of the title, How Can Anyone Please the Creator? Although we are on topic, I just want us to be a little bit more, look, take it down a level. All right, that's what they want to know. How can I please the Father? Now, let me ask you a question. Did Abraham please the father of Brother Kenwin? Abraham praised the father and did anything the father asked him to. Yes, sir. Did Abraham sin? Uh, uh, the definition of sin wasn't quite established during Abraham's time. If there's a law, there's sin. If there's a law, then is yes. the presence of sin. You, you, are you under that. the understanding? Are you understanding that the law came by Moses, or are you saying? Uh, uh, there Noah, was other Noah, laws Noah? Noah? The rich law, there was a go ahead, brother uh, John. <laughs> there were laws prior to the Ten Commandments and the judgments and that which you got in the Exodus. You have to understand that the the covenant was established with Abraham. The law didn't come until four hundred something odd years later. Once Israel became a nation, then you received a formal set of commandments, laws, judgments, and so on and so forth. But it doesn't mean that there was no law, just as the scripture stated. Okay. Like for, for time's well, well, sake, when, I, when time I'm speaking, sake, hold on. Yeah, so when, hold when on, I, Brother Kingwin. Hold on, Brother Kingwin. Hold on, okay. Brother Kingwin. I know I'm cutting you off. Just, just bear with me. Again, I'm trying to, for time's sake, 
I don't want to just be into this, turn this into a theological thing. So let me just make it more clear. Let's not use Abraham. Let's use a rank sinner. Can we go find a rank sinner? Let's find a killer, a murderer. Let's find David. He said, "Okay, blessed is the man whom the Lord will not impute sin. Did he keep the law? Uh, David kept the law. Oh, really? David broke yeah. the law. <laughs> or did you argue? Or are you getting that? Did, did, the question should have been, did David sin? Or did is he sin less? Is that the question? Did, okay, did well, David sin. Is the transgression yeah. of the law. Did yeah. David sin? Yeah, David sin. But if you're asking if David kept the law, he did. Okay, let's let's get okay. this straight. Again, people are tuning into the show tonight, or in the show in the future, and if they hear you say that, they're like, that was interesting. So you can sin and keep the law, right? Yes. Yes. I, I'm asking Brother Kim. David has. Brother. Okay. Brother. Yes, yes. If you're very capable of doing wrong. Okay. Is that is that what you're you saying that if the you Bible live on the law, that means you're not hold on. The Bible said, Brother Kenwin, if you offend in one point of the law, you're guilty of the whole thing. That's that's the yeah, that's right. Uh, that's a uh mechanism. That is a correct statement. That's the way you so, ought to feel. So you okay. shouldn't judge so, no no man. Well, oh, go ahead, man. How go can ahead. you please if I may. the creator? Go ahead, Brother John. If I may. It's important to understand that when Brother Kenwood says David kept the law, is that David had a lifestyle of keeping the law as given in the Ten Commandments, as given in the judgments, so on and so forth. He had a lifestyle of that. Did he break those laws at any time? Yes, obviously he did, but that doesn't mean that he just became an anarchist. No, he used the same grace that we got today, but through a different avenue. He didn't use the blood of the Messiah. He used the blood of bulls and goats. That was the, the propitiation, and that's the way that you went. And, and you went to the temple, and you made an atonement for the sin that you did. So that's the, it's, it's, the question is that David keep the yes he was a law uh, a law keeper if you will he abided his life by keeping the law as given to Israel did he break the law yes multiple times there's an example when he went and ate the showbread which was only for the priest but there's, there's the grace of God there's the like you stated there's the scenario where God does not impute sin at given times, especially for those who are regenerated. That's the reason why when you have all of those old saints in the Old Testament, when they died, they went down into Sheol. They were on one side of Sheol, and then the other people who did not have faith were on the other side. But as soon as the Messiah shed his blood, where does he go? To go preach to those people down in Sheol. And where are they now? They are now in heaven. Where, where was where, uh, the, the, the tree of life? Now in heaven. So you could not go to heaven 
with as flesh, nor could you go unless you had been cleansed from your sins. The cleansing that they had was through the blood of bulls and goats, and you had the atonement once a year, but that was not enough. You needed the blood of the Messiah, and that's what they got once he died. Brother Kim. Okay. And All so right. Uh, I, one moment, yeah, one so. moment, if I may. The, the discussion that we're having now, it's not a matter of is Brother Kenwood right and Brother John wrong or vice versa. Brother Kenwood just simply comes up under a different set of laws and a different covenant. That's what he has chosen to work within. I, I don't know. The, the I, I disagree that pastor, with what you're saying. Say it again. I disagree with what you're saying. Then who's your high who's your high priest? Christ is my high priest, man. Then you okay, know brother, you should know that if on, Christ brother, is your on, high priest. But John, just so okay, y'all both talking. Okay, I know, I know. Just hold but, on, brother. I mean, on. if you read hold the on. scriptures, you will find that Peter, John, they all Christ is their high priest as well. If there's a change of priesthood, there is a necessity of change of the law. Did you know that? It's in Hebrew. Of course, brother. Change, that's in Hebrew. This okay. is during the time Peter was living. Okay, brother. Right. Kenwin, I want you to, do, I want you to do, yeah. do me a favor. I want you to hear Brother John on this one point. I know he's been talking a while, but he's actually well, saying I, what I'm getting ready to say. So I'm going to waive my time to talk because I think he's going to articulate it maybe a little better than I would. Now, go ahead with that. With the changing of the priest requires what, Brother John? Say it again. But, Brother Sam, my question is, why are we what talking is? about the changing of the priest, brother? Because of this because person right here. Hold on. That Christ was your high priest? Yes. But you said that so shouldn't we? Yeah, I, Christ is my high priest, brother. Hold on a second. He's my okay. king, so my he's lamb. Brother John. Brother John, hold on. Brother John, okay, Brother Kenwood, everybody, hold on one second. Here's what I don't think you don't understand. Maybe. You may yeah, understand I'm it better than we. Okay. If he is your high priest, okay. that means you have got to be, you can't be under the law and him being your oh, high man. priest. Hear me out. Hear no, me brother, out. I disagree with you guys on this. I hear it. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. You disagree. We got you. You said that about four times now. We all get it. But people are telling right, the show, you and out of respect okay. for the listeners, they want to know, how can I please the Creator? If you on here saying, and you sound like an intelligent brother, oh no, we gotta we gotta keep the law, we gotta keep the law, and then I'm on here saying, no, by no law shall any man be justified. That don't mean, brothers and sisters, we don't live right, we don't follow the Holy Spirit that's gonna wind up teaching us more than 613 laws, maybe more like 6,000. You want to be really, really real with it. So of course we believe in keeping rules and laws. But we're not justified. We can't please him with the name of the show. How can anyone please? You can't please the creator, Brother Kenway, keeping laws. We just read it. That's all we're saying. Of course you love your neighbor. Of course you don't cheat still. I don't know anybody that believes in grace that say you don't have to do that no more. 
So let's get that straight. We all on this phone line believe you are supposed to do whatever the Holy Spirit say. It, you call them laws. Fine, call them laws. But there's more than 613. So when you start talking about the law, you got to know you're talking about 613. We believe there may be 6,013 laws. If you mistreat the little lady at the uh, at the window at McDonald's, the Holy Spirit said, turn around and go back, that's a law. But we're not justified as to whether or not we keep that law or not because we're justified through this high priest you keep talking about. That's his job okay, is to go before the most high on our behalf. Okay, somebody trying to get in there. Who was trying to just get in there? Okay, brother uh, Tillman, any final comments? Okay, I think that's Purcell. That was Brother Kenwin talking, I thought. Okay, Brother Kenwin, go ahead. I paused. Okay, all right. Uh, for the for not the hearers of the law just before God, but the doers of the law shall be justified. Paul Amen. said that, brother. Amen. And the doers of the law, we talked about what commandments mean. Right. Okay. We, now. We, we talked about the two laws that everything hang on. Yeah, well, we're not saying, uh, but okay. A, okay, yeah. Well, anyway, anyway, y'all. So my point I'm making, the point I'm making, the point oh, I, I don't. I mean, I'm sure you didn't want this show to be the different Israelites and what keeping us beefing. What, what the subject what should be about is no, about no. this law, and no, no. we all on a different side of the fence. I am. Okay, I'm, I don't second. agree. Hold a second. Hold a second. Hold a but second. we, hold but the move is forward. Let, Let's Let talk me about how. Just for a second. Let me meet you just for a second. Brother Kenwin, let me just say this to you. Uh. Number one, don't mention the Hebrews because this has nothing to do with the Hebrew Israelites. This show has nothing to do with the Hebrew Israelites. So when you say we're on a different side of than y'all, you're talking about a Hebrew thing. That is not what this show is about. So don't even mention it. Brother, I'm this talking about the vision, brother. But you mentioned the Hebrews, so don't Amongst mention Amongst us. Amongst the Hold Hebrew Israelites. No. This not a show about the Hebrew Israelites, so you don't have to say that at all. At all. This is not about the Hebrews at all, like for real. Like, for real, they just over in the corner, they part of the listener audience. We got Baptists listening. We got somebody at the club listening. We got somebody just walked away from the stripper bar, and they just tuned into the show. <laughs> we got all kinds of people listening. I'm very, very serious. It's not. Man, I didn't come here. I didn't come here to argue, bro. I really good, didn't. You good? You good? Because somebody done told them persons listening what you just said. You need. You're needed tonight. If you was ever needed on our show, you needed to say everything you just said because that's exactly where people are at. I can tell you right now, my sister will tune in and say, "No, he's telling the truth." He said, "You got to keep. You got. You got to do what God said. You can't just do it kind of." Yes, a lot of people believe like what you're saying, but when I say to her, to my sister Donna, "Can you keep the law?" Oh no. Okay. Well, how can you please the Father? Well, you got to do it. But can you please Him? Oh no. Do you know anybody that ever kept the law? Well, no. Well, how can we please the Father? Okay, people. Deserve an answer Abraham David Actually three And Seth 
me. I'm justified by my faith. Do you know, since I've been born again, I've never sinned? I have never sinned. I want you to listen to me. I want you to listen. And, and God knows I'm not. It may be funny to some people, but I'm not trying to make you laugh right now. Brother, I have never sinned. May the Most High strike me dead if I'm lying right now. According to my faith, according to my belief system, I have never sinned. I am as righteous as Yah Almighty Himself. I share the same faith as Abraham and David. I'm a new creature. Amen. No, I'm very, 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 very serious. I'm a new creature. Mm-hmm. Created. Everything about me that's old, everything that's about that's old, everything that's about Seth Turner that's old has passed away. Well, wait a minute, brother. If that's the case, why you still got your name? I'm talking about how the most high see me, man. Now, on the earth is my flesh. It is not born again. It craves this world. It's still like, it's still look at women with big butts. <laughs> amen and amen. My flesh is not generated, brother. My flesh will mm-hmm. knock somebody out if they, depending on what they do. My flesh is nothing good in my flesh. Just like in Father Abraham, nothing good in Abraham's flesh, nothing good in David's flesh, nothing good in Moses' flesh. Brother, to the person that says, how can I please the Father? We can't. We have to go through Christ. Can brother. Yep. All right. Um, can we hear from Pastor Chris? Yeah, I bet we will. Pastor Chris. Yes, sir. What say you? I'm going to say that I agree with the pastor. He's, you know, about Paul, but you know that's a whole nother show, I think. But you know, okay. What pastor you talking about? What pastor you talking about? Who you talking about? You the only person calling uh, pastor the show. Uh, what's his name? Kerwin? Kerwin? Kenwin? Kenwin. Oh, I'm yes, no sir. pastor, brother. I'm no, I'm a just okay. a trucker. Okay, <laughs> okay. but I, I agree with you, man. You know, I think I feel that uh, you know we we quote Paul in the Christian church. I think we quote Paul too much, even to the advantage to the disadvantage of Yahweh and Yeshua. If they some they say something that's not quite important, as Paul saying something. And I'm like you, you have to be a scholar Because Paul's Whole message was to Gentiles He even said that 
So you have to be careful if you're not a Gentile to interpret his word correctly. And I'm in agreement with you. Okay. Well, well let me ask you this. You do, realize, you do realize that Chamberlain was the one who brought up Paul. <laughs> not, not me or not Seth. Chamberlain brought up Paul. And huh? what? I will say this. Brother Kimmy, you the one that brought up Paul. No, sir. He wanted me to break down two scriptures from Romans and the other ones for Galatians. Self did that. But from Peter, you were talking about Paul. Peter was talking about Paul. You by default. Uh, I brought, brought Peter up. up. Okay. Peter, yeah, yeah. You, for, for both of you all, you do realize that in Romans, Paul says that I speak to those who know the law. Well, that wasn't the Gentiles. Who could that possibly be? No. He right, right. He... When he... Okay, go I, ahead. Go saying, ahead, Brother John. What I'm, saying, what I'm saying is that many times, as Pastor Chris stated, the uh, persons will say, Paul spoke. His, what he said was for the Gentiles. But I'm saying when Paul was giving the example of adultery, he said, I speak to those who know the law. Did he not say that? He's talking to Israelites right there. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So what I'm saying is that Paul's commission was to the Gentiles. But who did he go to the temple or to the synagogue to argue with all the time if it was not the, the Israelites? That was, his, that, that was his custom. He would go and Go straight to the synagogue on the Sabbath. Okay? So Brother, what I'm saying is that his commission was to the Gentiles. But that doesn't mean that if he says 2 plus 2 is 4, that all of a sudden that's untrue because you're a Jew. No. 2 plus 2 no. is still 4 to the Jew and the Gentile. You're absolutely okay. correct. You're correct. Okay. So he wasn't what I just talking like to the Gentiles. Brother Kenwin, if I may. What you had stated several times that you're on the other side of the fence. I'm here to yes. tell you that you are actually on the fence. You think, and it, it's not wrong. This, your position is that the laws, uh, the commandments, the judgments, those laws uh, the, uh, in, the, in the Torah, that those are the uh-huh. laws that we should be keeping. However, your high priest is not Aaron. Is not the Levitical priesthood. You said out of your own mouth that the high, your high priest is Christ. And uh-huh. what I was trying to tell you before we got off into a mix is that in Hebrews it says that when there is a change of the law, there is of necessity a change of the high priest. I mean, I'm sorry, I said that backwards. When there's a change yeah. of the high priest, there is of necessity a change of the law. So I'm yes, you're correct. that there are two Two sets of laws. There's the law of sin and death. You you sin, you die. However, as you well know, there was provision made for those people who did sin, where you could take a bull, or you could take a uh, a, a lamb, or you could take a pigeon, or you could take some flour with 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 mirth or whatever, and you offer that for the sin that you committed. That was the law of sin and death. However, there is now the law of the spirit of life in your high priest, Christ Jesus. 
Okay. The law of the All spirit right. of life in Christ. It, it, there's literally a name for the law. It's the law of the spirit of life in Christ <sighs> Jesus. That is your high priest. So why are you spinning back to that law? You just have to decide which one you really want to roll with. Well, well, brother, if you just don't understand it, you just don't understand. But, um, yeah, it's Peter. He's the high apostle. I think the understanding is all in your camp. I can say this out as plain as I can. And you tell me that I misunderstood it. Yes, yes, this you, is you the do. same discussion you that do. we had earlier this year, and I knew it would be the same discussion I'm that we had tonight. I'm sorry about that, brother. I'm I'm sorry that it's the same one, but uh, I'm that's just, this okay. is where I'm at. You okay? Uh, and fine. Peter is a high apostle, and he built his church on Peter. Okay? And uh, you got James. Okay? You got John. These are apostles of Christ, right? And uh, they under the understanding. I, I, hold on, hold on. They under the understanding that uh, Christ is their high priest here on out. They're, they're believers, and they're called Messianic Jews because they incorporate the law because Christ, their, their teacher, told them not one jot, one tittle. So no wise pass from the law to all be fulfilled. And they okay, are on that right there. there. Now, see, okay. Paul, on the other hand, is a minister to the world, bringing all souls to Christ. Ain't nothing wrong with that. All I'm saying is this, you can't put Paul and Peter in the same category with our conversation. In, uh, in I see it. Because okay, I'm a messianic me... Jew. And see, on, I'm a me... New Testament Jew. You see what I'm saying? Okay. And uh, your, 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 your definition of sin is the flesh. My definition of sin is breaking God's laws. See what I'm saying? So uh, uh, you the what they call, definition. the scriptures call a spiritual Jew. That's what that's what you your understanding is. Okay, You're spiritual too. Okay, brother John, brother John, brother John. Okay, brother John, brother John. I'm gonna have to put both of y'all lines on hold just for a second because y'all can't hear me saying hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna open your line back up in 30 seconds. But listen, Purcell has something he want to read. Okay, and I want this is gonna probably clear up something. This is Apostle Paul speaking to the Hebrews. All right. So let's just do this, uh, uh, Brother Kenwin. I'm gonna open up back your line, and Brother John, I'll open back up your line. I just had couldn't y'all couldn't hear me. Y'all gotta, all right. So brother, uh, y'all just hold your horses. This ain't gonna take but a second, and then when Brother Purcell do his thing, uh, we just this shouldn't take long. It's just got a few verses. So brother uh, Purcell, go ahead with what you have to read. What are you reading? I'm reading out of Hebrews. Are you? Can you hear me? Oh, yes. Go right ahead. Okay. I'm reading out of Hebrews. I'm going to read uh, from the from the King James Version. Uh, I wanted to read from what I, I love. It's called the Passion Translation, but I'm going to read from the King James Version. Uh, Go right ahead. So, Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 1. For the law having a shadow of good things to come and not the very image of, of the things can never with those sacrifices which they offered year by year continually make the comers thereunto perfect. For then would they not have ceased to be offered. Now hold on, let me say that. Let me say that. Let me say that uh, correctly. 
then would they not have ceased to be offered? Because Amen. that the worshiper, once purged, should have had no more conscience of sin. But in those sacrifices, there is a remembrance again made of sins every year. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sin. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he saith, Thou wouldest not. But a body has died in burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, thou hast had no pleasure. Then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book, it is written of me. Do thy will, O Above when he said, Sacrifice and offering and burnt offerings and offering for sin thou wouldest not, neither hadst pleasure therein, for by the law. Then said he, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first that he may establish the second. Last verse, last verse. By the which will we are sanctified. By the which will. Read that again. By the which will. By the which will we, offering of the body of Jesus Christ, once for all. That's good. Read Read that one more again. Last verse 10, Hebrews 10 and 10. By which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And Purcell 14 says, for by one offering he has perfected. For Mm -hmm. by one offering he has perfected. For by one offering he had perfected forever them that are sanctified. That's talking about sanctified through Christ. So this is what I mean by I don't know sin. The spiritual self, the spiritual man of me. This business of trying to figure out which law to keep and be justified and try to please the most high, you bet we keep laws. But the law we keep is to have faith in the Father and to love your neighbor. And on all of those, on those, if you do those, really, 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 really do those things I just said, those two things, having faith as Father Abraham did. Follow Abraham because he was the first fruit, remember? David came along, but David got it after Abraham. The whole faith thing was based on Abraham. Christ even come after Abraham. Right. We're his seed. You see, we're justified by that. So when Pastor Paul talk about these, this is what we keep, the faith and loving your neighbor. If you do that, that hangs all over. There's no law against that. 
brothers and sisters, there's not, nobody on this phone line, nobody that ever walked this earth that's constantly pleased the Father, never broke no laws, from my understanding. And if it was, it was one or two. Why are you going to look at one or two? You got seven billion people that can't do it. And we live in Babylon. We're worse than all the generation before us. And y'all trying to act like y'all going to be like the two people that never sinned. You're not already sinned. You was born in sin. That's my thing. Is why we play around with these commandments, I don't know. You can't keep them in terms of pleasing the Father. Yes, you can do right. You should do right. Especially if you've been born again and you've been made righteous as I have and you have been. If you're not born again and you don't believe it, quit saying brother and sister. Quit saying that, brother, brother, so-and-so. He's not related to you. If it's all about the flesh right. and keeping the law and keeping the law in the flesh, quit saying brother, so-and-so, and so We're not related. Do we believe the Bible or not? So I want to go around. Actually, let me just take a little short break, y'all. My computer's moving a little slow. I want to take a little short break, and I want to come back to brother to Pastor uh, Pastor Elsie Chris. We ain't heard from him in a while, and I want Brother Ken want to share a little bit more. Brother Ken, when just know this, brother, you're needed tonight. You're needed tonight. You need tonight more than you think. So don't think you're off. You're not off. You're supposed to call this show because a lot of people feel like you. And you still could be right. Don't think because I hold this show, I'm nobody. Brother, we need you tonight. So speak up. Stand your ground. Most High might be speaking through you to the rest of us. I'm very serious. I'm not being facetious. I don't agree with you. I don't see how you can do what you think you're doing. They don't mean nothing. Who am I? Who am I? Who am I really? Stay your ground, brother. We'll be right back, brother and sister. Just a quick little break. i got to reboot my computer as I won't be able to bring on anybody. All right? Plus, we need to take a little break. Again, you're tuned to the Five Who's on Network. I'm Brother Seth. And and we will hear from the brother tonight. I mean that. I really appreciate him. And, again, we have on Pastor Alcy Chris all the way in Fort Worth, Texas, Brother Priscilla Pochet in Cincinnati, Brother John Clark in Fort Worth, and Brother Kenwin Castleberry all the way in Tyler. We're going to hear from these brothers after this little short break. Be right back, brothers and sisters. Okay, my little, y'all bear with me here. Very great show. I'm very grateful for you, brothers. Just know that. Okay, we have a little, little, little audio difficulty, but let me just say this while we're waiting. Again, those of you that love the Five Stone, follow us. Okay, I don't want to keep saying it uh, tonight, but follow us and share this program. If we answer some questions, I know we are. Brother Kenwin is speaking for a lot of people how they feel, and uh, he's doing it very well. Uh, so share this show, all right? We'll be right back. Fight my battles. Yeah, this is how I fight my battles. Woke up 
Well, one of the main person talking about this is the Apostle Paul. So when we start throwing down on the Apostle Paul, it causes a lot of confusion. A lot of confusion. Now, your church, your pastor, the very authority mm-hmm. you have of being a pastor, what you do in that church, even calling yourself a pastor, uh, maybe there was pastors in the Old Testament, of course, but I mean the way Apostle Paul talked about the past. I guess what I'm trying to say, your whole foundation is mostly Apostle Paul. How do you doubt Paul, but yet you make, uh, you've made a, I can't make so you, how could, you made a living. You are ordained under the very authority of those scriptures. I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I just, just it's always something I want to ask you. How can a person but that you know what go ahead you know, and go I'll ahead. Answer, you know there, there are Christians there are many Christians you know we are Western Christians but there are other Christians who don't even have the book of Paul the, Paul's books in their scriptures and you so always I, say my, that you always say that but my I point would, is this. I would I'm 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 I got a I got a Gnostic Bible right here the only thing in here is a prayer Paul and it's about a fourth of a page but they are Christians you know. We are all Christians. We all believe a certain way. And if you're, you know, like, you know, if you're a Christian, I don't, you know, try to hold you back or say anything about you. Hold know, on, we can have hold, the, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, brother. Hold on, Pastor. Hold on just for a second because you're a little bit off. You're a little bit off what I'm asking. I'm saying how okay. can you stand firmly as a pastor <laughs> And do the things well, you, you know, do in your you church. Listen, thing. listen, hold on a second. Okay, when you say, oh, there's not, you've said that before. We've heard you on this show talk about how there's no writings in this. Now, we've heard you. But if there's no writings, why on the writings that there is? Okay, Pastor Chris hung up. Oh, Lord. All right. I'm going to try to reach Pastor. I don't think he hung up, brothers and sisters. I just think he's moving around. Y'all know his, his phone always drop. It does look like he hung up, but I don't think so. So I want to, I want Purcell to elaborate on that a little bit. And uh, Brother John or anybody else, and I'm going to reach out to the pastor. I know he didn't hang up. It's just y'all, his line had dropped it earlier. So we'll be right back, okay, Purcell? Brother Purcell. Brother John, are you there? Say that again. That's okay, brother John. Yeah, did you hear, did you hear? Can you kind of elaborate on brother what the pastor was saying while I try to get him back? Can I elaborate on what he said? Yeah. Do you have any feedback, or your brother can't have any feedback on? Yeah, again, yeah. how can you be pastor? I don't want to talk too much okay. behind his back. I want him on the line. But any feedback while I try to get him back? Okay. Well, I actually yeah. agree 100 percent with Pastor Chris and that, and the fact that. I'll be back. If we, as as quote unquote Christians or the born again believer, if all we had was the Old Testament, uh, that does not negate our relationship with the Messiah. We just are not going to understand some things, and vice versa. If you take away the Old Testament and all you have is the New Testament, which which uh, is in form for a lot of in Christ, that's exactly what they have. So they never read the Old Testament, but it's there. But let's say it wasn't there. It was one. It was books that were lost. Well, you still have a relationship with the Messiah. You just don't know some things. 
And so when Pastor Chris says what he says, I agree. And and I know I could go to Pastor Chris's church and be edified without the New Testament, without the works of Paul. And the, the word pastor, even if you call him, you know, some other word, I don't think the fact that that, that the fact that Paul is the one who told us about the fivefold ministry, uh, if Paul never said that, that takes away any of the authority that Pastor Chris has as a pastor. I think Paul. I guess what I'm saying is this. Fact. I'm back, Brother John. I guess what I'm saying is this. As a pastor, and I'm trying to reach brother the brother right now. I'm trying to call him right now. We can we have a way to call out to people on our phone lines, and I'm trying to call him right now so we can say call fail. So I'm going to keep trying because I don't want y'all to think he hung up on us or I hung up on him. But listen, if you are a pastor, it, 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 y'all, this is some of y'all listening in, again, those of you that ask the question, how can anyone please the Creator? And so if we're talking about pleasing the Father, and one of the biggest mouths in the scriptures about pleasing the Father is Apostle Paul. We're on topic, so just know that, okay? So be patient. Some of y'all, we, get, we sound like getting a little, get into a lot of theology here, but y'all just stay with us, okay? We're gonna, it's gonna be all right. Again, Pastor Chris is a pastor, and. A lot of what he do, the authority, is through the Pauline epistles, the letters Paul wrote to churches. How can you operate in that and don't believe in Paul? I understand if you have questions with Paul and all of this, but let's just quit. We're men. We're men, and there's women probably two on the phone lines, I mean on the um, listening. Let's not play with this. Pastor Chris, if I can get him back, he has issues with Paul. And to me, that was, and if I was a member of his church and he was operating the church from Pauline epistles, I would say, well, how can you operate the church the way you're doing? That's just me. Now, if he set up the church based upon Christ's teaching, which he did too, I, 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 I know that. I know I know, Pastor Chris, I'm sure, is based, it's based upon Scripture. But much of the scripture about pastoring is possible. But we're going to have to stay there. I can't reach him. So in his defense, I don't want to keep talking about him. So let's get back to our, our, our other conversation. And I think Purcell might have had something. Brother John and Brother Kimmy went for a while. Before I go back to those two, and I'm going to keep reaching to Pastor Alcy um, uh, Chris. But Brother Purcell, what say you again? How can anyone please the Creator with so many laws? You've heard us go back and forth. What do you have to say? What's in your spirit for what you've heard so far? Well, the the one thing that sticks out for me um, in all of our talk about Paul and um, the law and uh, all of this, that, and the other, simply for me, I understand that when Christ came, the law was done away with. Sure. How? Because we, we, we're justified by faith 
through Christ, right? So I understand that man cannot be justified by the law. So I'm trying to understand um, the confusion. And one thing that, that, that troubles me in my spirit um, is the whole brother and, and sister thought. But then we say we, bro, we say we brothers, but then we say, um, and this, this is not taking a shot at Brother King when this is just a lack of understanding on my part, where we say um, we brothers, but then in the same breath we say, but I'm on the other side of the fence. I don't believe that I'm an heir. Essentially, is what we're saying. I don't believe that I'm an heir and a joint heir with Christ. I, I don't. I don't believe that because I believe that the law has precedence over the Christ. So. So I, I'm 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 really I'm really confused here. I'm I'm just I'm just I'm real. I can help you out. Real confused. And I appreciate. I, uh, and I and I want to hear what you're going to tell me, but I also want to tell John I appreciate uh, his art, the way he articulates um, the matter. Uh, but it, it is very, very confusing. Um, if we not, if we are not um, satisfied, if you will, with Christ apart from the law, then we can't be uh, co-heirs. Or maybe I'm tripping. No, yeah. and you're not, you're not co-heirs, if, if, if I may. As a matter of fact, I, I take that back. Let me step back. Brother Kevin, you was about to speak. I'll yield the floor before I say anything. Okay. Well, uh, once again, uh, I, I, I got my own understanding. Uh majority of you fellas that's on this line, apparently y'all are on the same level with this. I am not. I'm not with you guys. I'm uh, a little different. I got to say it like that, fellas. Uh, I I say brother uh, because you're descended of slaves and you're we are the same nationality and also that we all uh, believe that Christ is our Messiah and our Lamb who's our advocate to the Father. That's why I say brother. As far as your doctrine, I don't call you brother because of what your doctrine is. I call you brother uh, because of those reasons of dealing with Christ and uh, us our nationality. Okay. All right. Now, uh, far oh, okay. as uh, yeah. not quite understanding, um, uh, far as the, far as the understanding of where we're coming from, brother, I'm I'm under the understanding that we're not in the new covenant yet. You see what I'm saying? And um, and so that right oh, there okay. is a pickle that that puts us in a bind from Jump Street, right? Because I I believe that I'm a 
Uh, well, see, like it's not doing the justice if I just say Israelite because we all believe that we're all that. Uh, I got to say I'm a Messianic Israelite because uh, when I speak about the law, you tend uh, a lot of times if you're not sure what Messianic is and all that, take it back to Moses, right, the Levitical uh, priesthood. No, well, Peter, uh, he also believes, like me, uh, that Christ is um, our, our Savior and our high priest, and keeping the laws is what we got to do. Along with John, if you was to read their literature and their ministry, they was evangelizing Jews in Jerusalem. And uh, their message was to them is that we need to uh, 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 take in Christ. Now, not, they, they did not preach the laws done away with or sin has now been your flesh now. No, no. That's Paul's ministry. All right? Now, why I look at Paul is he is a genius, pure genius. A what? Uh, we, a genius. He's very intelligent. All right? Oh, I see and, genius. Okay. Yeah, genius. Yes. Because uh, he am looking at the scriptures and understanding what our Messiah was saying, he already kind of knew that we was going to be scattered amongst the Gentiles one day, right? His ministry went straight for the world, worldwide. All, he even came to King Herod, who was a Edomite. I don't have to tell you about Edomites and their faith, but he even told him, I will uh, uh, try to get win you over to come to Christ, right? Um, so he is anybody, everybody that, that got the heartbeat, he was going to preach to them and bring them to. Now, in his ministry, he's talking to Israelites. He's also talking to Gentiles. The world, he's a pastor for the world, minister of the world. That means that everybody can find something great in his ministry to go by. However, before you come out, before you do this, please hold don't on, do this. I'm going to get to the meat on. of what I'm saying. You're going to. Hold on. This is what I mean by we have to have control. Brother Kenwin. Those of you that's listened to this show and you didn't call the phone number, you're going to be cut off in about one, less than 60 seconds. If you want to listen to Brother Quinn and everybody else, you got to call the 914-205-5590, 914 or you can finish listening. We're going to roll over just a little bit tonight, so call that number quickly, quickly. got about 15 seconds, 914 205-5590. Brother Kenwin, just go right ahead, but be just be careful to listen when I call your name out to hold up, okay? But go ahead, brother. All right, all right. Uh, well, sorry about that, Seth. I, I get carried away. I'm very passionate on what I believe in. And so this is that's my understanding. He's a minister of the world, okay? And we all can get some. He, what he's saying is not a lie or wrong. That is not what I believe, all right? All I'm saying is that we are set apart from the world. That law that was given to us, we're under that curse to this moment, and we're not going to uh, get the full the, – the new covenant is not going to come to us until Christ comes back, is in my understanding. And he's going to circumcise our hearts, and we're going to reign with Christ in our land. But until then, we are still scattered uh, amongst the Gentiles right now, and the uh, new covenant is not here yet. Let me ask you something, brother. Kevin. And I'm done with that. Go ahead. Let me ask you a, c- a couple of questions, and it really, we don't really have to go back right. and forth. I just want to know, boy, brother, can we think again? There are people that are listening to this show, and they are leaning towards your and Pastor Chris's angle. 
I want to ask you a question in defense of your angle. Number one, are you a new creature in Christ? Yes, I am. What does that mean? Uh, What it means to me is that when I was thinking I was a Gentile and uh, and I was thinking that all I got to do is kind of, you know, be friendly to people, that God, uh, I was justified by God, right? Until I uh, came into the understanding of my identity and why uh, we're scattered abroad and slavery and whatnot, then I understand fully. Okay, so you think new creature is totally physical. Thank you. I think that's what you're saying, right? Well, that's not what I said. That's not what I said, brother. There is a spirituality on the Messianic Hebrew side. It's just not as in-depth as you guys. Hold but on, yeah, hold on, hold on. It's, it's, Let's it's not talk about too. the big movement. Let's talk, not talk about the big movement. Let's talk about Brother Kenwin. Pastor Chris, I'm coming at you with the same question. What? So you say you became a new creature. How did you become a yeah. new creature? Just give me the short version, brother. I, mean, I can give you the short version. I, I, I just told you. I became a new creature. Uh, uh, not only was my life uh, already with Christ uh, at the number one of my life, but my identity along with Christ. And uh, uh, following Christ's dad, his father, uh, what he what he wanted for me. And uh, okay, so that right on. there, when I applied that to my life, made me into a new creature, I believe. Okay, so you believe you did something to make you a new creature, right? Yes, yes. I believe that okay. I, I made that uh, step and choice. Okay, gotcha. Pastor Elsie Chris, let me ask you a question. Do you yes, believe sir. you are a new creature in Christ? Yes, sir. Okay, I do how did you that. become a new creature in Christ? By praying to him and trying to have a relationship. Okay. Let me ask you, brother, something. Are you guys aware that the Bible says that to become a new creature in Christ is a gift? It has absolutely zero, nothing to do with your behavior? Yes, sir. Once, I'm you, become this, once you become this new creature... We are commanded to what? live a certain way, and because we're commanded to live a certain way, it's because we've been made righteous. We've been made righteous in the spirit, and we're commanded to live in the body and the natural by these laws that, he, that, that Brother Kim was talking about. The Holy Spirit's going to guide us and tell us to keep in the laws, and, uh, to do this and do that in the body. It talks about keep sin at bay. Keep sin out of your life, brothers and sisters. Paul says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue sin that grace may abound? The reason why he asked that question called folks is saying to Paul, you sound like you just telling us to just sin, sin, sin. He said, no, no, no. He said, if you've been made righteous through the blood of Christ, now you've got to live by the righteous you've been made. And that's why we try to live in the flesh but we're not justified by nothing we can do with these commandments. So to those that listen to the show tonight and saying, can anyone please the creator? Uh, keeping the law, I'm going to tell you, this is me talking, and the brother, brother pastor going to finish, and Brother Kim, if you want to add any on them, Brother John and Brother Priscilla, however where they want to talk. But Brother said, even though I'm doing the show, I am commenting too, Brother, so just so y'all know I'm not overbearing. Uh, but... 
my belief is this, and I could be dead wrong. I could be. But, y'all, I challenge anybody to go to the Bible, turn anywhere in the New Testament, and the Scripture going to be saying what I'm saying. Because it says it over and over and over and over. John the Baptist, see Christ coming. Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. What? Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. What? Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. How can he take it away the sins of the world? We ain't even sin yet. Sin was taken away when Christ was, the, was, he was sent here to take away sin out of the question. We keep trying to bring it back. It's taken. The Father don't see it. He sees Christ and those of us I in disagree. Christ. But we're commanded, we're commanded, we're commanded to live as people of the light. Let me just say this one last thing. I want to go to Pastor Chris. One last thing, real quick. There were some people that was having sexual relations in the Bible. And Paul was rebuking them. He said, what are you doing? I hear you lying, you're doing this, sexual sin, da, da, da. He said, what are you doing? Now listen how he rebuked them. He said, what are you doing? You are holy. You are righteous. Why are y'all doing this? First Corinthians, I think, 5, another situation. A person was having sex with their father's wife. He said, it's reported there's fornication among you, such fornication there's not been seen among the Gentiles that one should have his mother's, his father's mother. Me being absent in spirit have judged this matter. Turn that person over to Satan that their spirit might be saved in the day of the Lord. How can their spirit be saved in the day of the Lord and they sleep with their father's mother, father's wife? What I'm trying to say is you're talking about a holy people that God called us out. And we still have these bodies that crave sin. But the Father sees us through the identity of our spirits through Christ. I know it's a lot, but if that's what the Father wants to do after seeing us sin, sin, and not being able to please him, now he tells us to do this, Brother Kenwin, and this is where I think you could have trouble with what y'all are saying. The Bible says now we can enter boldly into the throne room of the Father. How can you enter boldly? It say without sin, blameless. See, what y'all are teaching, you can't ever go to the Father blameless. It's impossible. But the Bible tells us we can enter to the throne room of the Most High blameless. That's why I can sit up on this line and say I've never sinned. I'm not playing with this. That's how I can pray in Christ's name. Quit praying to the Father with sin on you. Because he can't, you can't enter his presence with sin on you. You don't have Aaron as a priesthood, Brother Kenwin. You don't. How are you going to pray? So I enter boldly into his throne room, and I say, Father, in Yeshua's name, I come to you. Bless this show tonight. Help us, Father. Help me, Father. I enter boldly through Christ, not through my works and what I'm kind of doing, 613, no, 612. Remember, keep the law. Let me do that. We work on Sunday. Now we do that. Just confusion, confusion, confusion around how many laws we keep. That's my little spiel. Um, anybody can jump in there. I'm going to jump in because I'm going to jump off in just a moment. Yeah, we I'm all about to jump off, Brother John. Say it again? We all about to jump off here, so go ahead. Let's wrap oh. up. Yes, I'll be very plain. 
Brother Kenman, like I said, I don't believe Brother Kenman is wrong. I just feel as though Brother Kenman is, as he stated, again, out of his own mouth, operating under the old covenant. And right. there's, there's nothing wrong with that. If that's what he chooses to operate under, you know, I, I think that there's some confusion that if you are operating under the old covenant, but you call high priest, the Messiah high priest, I think there's a little bit of confusion there. But and please forgive me for interrupting you. Please, you right, I don't want to do it. I don't want to interrupt you, but I got to say this because people are listening, and, and you're saying it's nothing and wrong in what he's saying, but the name of the show is How Can I Please the Creator? Can he please the Creator with that? Yes, they can, because Brother Tenwin is operating in faith. And as we stated early on, that is how you please the Most High God. It doesn't make a difference that doctrinally there may be some confusion on his side or on our side or whatever side. The key ingredient is faith, and I believe he has it. Okay. okay. Let's ask so, him. Let's ask him. Let's ask him. That's, that's key. Because he you already just, stated it. No, I want to hear it because you just answered the question, how can anyone please a creator with so many laws? So, Brother Kenwin, Brother John says you believe you can create, you can please the Father, with faith, is that right? I did not say that. Oh, okay. I said he, he already had, so he already faith is part of that recipe. Faith. Uh, faith along with works, and I'm under understanding that works is keeping that law. So they go hand to hand. You got to have faith. And if that's what he believes, if that's how what he believes, how can you keep the law? You keep it doing there. the best of your ability, brother. Galatians 3 and 10, but that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. He's, he's not, in my opinion, stating that he's justified by the law. He walks by the law, and he has faith in the Messiah. And to me, that's the reason why we're still brothers. That's the reason why we're still brothers. And truth be told, even if he did it, if he had a biological brother who was just entirely devoid of Christ, Christianity, or anything, biologically, that would still be his brother from a biological standpoint. And as he stated, we came over on the transatlantic slave trade, not driving the ships. We were on the business end of that transaction. And as such, okay. that means that we were dispersed in the diaspora and we are, in that respect, biologically, your brothers. But okay, let me say this. Let me, let me say, John, because we're, we're wrapping up here. Let me and finish I'll, this I'll, so I can go. All right. Yeah, finish. No problem, bro. Finish John, so I can. Listen, all I'm saying up. is that on the five smooth stones, will you never again hear me and Brother Kim go back and forth about this? I'm inclined to believe that as time goes on, if Brother Kenman reads the scriptures, uh, and we read the scriptures just as we do, and that it will become evident, it will become evident that indeed what happened on Mount Sinai happened on uh, the night of the Passover when the Messiah said plainly, this is the blood of the New Testament, and you cannot have a testament in force without a testator. And a testator who testifies must be dead. 
for that testament to be in effect. So for Brother Kim to say, hey, that new covenant that was spoken of in Jeremiah 31, as Pastor Chris made alluded to earlier, that that new covenant is not in place, well, it's preposterous because <laughs> the Messiah said plainly that the, the, this is the, the blood of the New Testament. This is the wine. This is, it's being established, and he went ahead and completed the work not long thereafter. So right. it, the one thing that Brother Kenwin does is I'll give a scripture like that that is a matter of fact. You really can't dispute that, and he'll just disregard that. That's the reason why I'm not going to do this anymore. Any discussion that I have about this will only be for the people that are listening. So people that are listening, you have an option. You can easily say that, hey, I understand that we are the Israelites. And based on Israelite tradition, I want to keep these laws and follow these laws, so on and so forth. Then you can do that. And what you will receive is the good news. And that good news for those people, that was the land. If you recall, that's what he told them he would give them. He would give them the land of Israel. However, for those people who understand that in your heart you have this feeling that's burning inside of you that says, I want to be a part of this. I want to be a part of what God has provided. And I want the Messiah to be my Lord, and I want to be him to be in my heart. You have a different good news. It really has nothing to do with the land. But matter of fact, every Israelite in the Old Testament and all of those particular scriptures was only for an example for you, so that you could understand the provision that he has made for you, which is the kingdom that has nothing to do with the land. It has something to do with the world. So you can either want to be the person who, hey, I get to be the ruler of my room, or I get to be the one who rules Chicago and Seattle. And I mean it like I say it, because that's what he told the person who, when they were, when they were uh, giving out the, the talent, he said, because this person was faithful in these ten talents, I'm going to make you ruler over ten cities. So you can rule over your room, or you can rule over the ten cities. You can be the, 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 the biological Jew, or you can be the spiritual Jew. You can be the one that he knew before the earth was ever formed, or you can be the one that he met back 4,000 years ago. It's entirely up to you. But neither one of them particularly is wrong. They just are different. And I'm out. Brother Pache. I'm going to close with this. I'm going to close my little portion of this out with this. Christ became the end of the law by virtue of what he did on earth. Okay? His sacrifice on the cross. In other words, he became sin for us. He was sinless himself, but he became sin. Okay? This is no no secret. So the law 
no longer had any bearing over us because Christ fully met all of those demands that was required of the law through him his, through once again his sacrifice on the cross and the life he lived on earth he actually became sin okay so he fully fully met all of the requirements okay so our faith in Christ considering we're saved or uh, justified by faith in Christ satisfies the demands of righteousness. Okay. Or satisfy the righteous demands of the law and put us back into right relationship with God and keeps us there, okay? Keeps us there. One thing that Pastor Chris said earlier, um, which I didn't get to touch, which I really appreciated him saying, was, if I remember it correctly, he said that FYI, Pastor Chris did drop, his line did drop FYI, just so you know. Go ahead. Okay, he said that it was a lifestyle. This thing was a lifestyle, which makes uh, this statement that I just made keeps us there. It uh, satisfies the righteous demand that the law of the law restores us into pleasing relationship so put us in right standing with God and keeps us there because of what Christ did okay and because of, because we believe by faith in what Christ did and in Christ himself it keeps us there and in right relationship with God not the law. Okay. So, therefore, we learned, again, under Paul, that we are no longer under the penalty of the law. We now live under the law of grace in the love of God. Is that right? Do I, do I have that right? Do I have that right? Did that sound right? That's right, I, brother. It's I right according to... According to the scripture, I mean, I'm just, I'm being honest as I know how. And here's the deal. When you say, is that right? We can talk all day long, but if we're going to be students of the Bible, and this is where, where I don't understand, but I don't know everything, how can people hear people constantly saying that in the scriptures we can't keep, couldn't keep the law, how David, all the patriarchs talked about our Israel, you know, my people is... There's so many scriptures talking about the frustration with being justified by the law. Now, Brother Kenwin, he's getting ready to share, but he said he 
believes in Christ, and he keeps the law. If Brother Ken one keeps the law and I obey the Holy Spirit, do you know how many laws I got to keep compared to 613? If it's the true Holy Spirit, and we're not playing around, why would the Holy Spirit tell me to do something that's going to go against the Most High? That's what I don't get. If I'm keeping right. what the Holy Spirit is saying, right. forgive that person. Don't hear, don't do that, don't do this. Danger is here, danger is there. And then the, not to mention the gifts of the Spirit, which no hardly, uh, a lot of these young Hebrews are like, they'll, they'll never talk about the spiritual gifts. They're just talking about the law, which nobody could keep as far as being justified by them or keep all of them. So I don't understand. Right. You cannot please the Father by keeping the law. The Bible says it over and over and over and over and over again. So, brothers and sisters, if you tune into the show tonight, Brother brother Chrissy, I'm going to have to move because this is the final. Again, your final is the longest. We got Brother uh, Kenwin that's going to come here, and then I got to wrap up here. So, listen, let me just say this, brothers and sisters. (sighs) Brother Kenwin keeps saying he's different. He's just different. I don't think it's that different. There's only one Father, one, one Holy Ghost. One Messiah, he's saying one thing. Brother Ken would say, okay, I ain't going to drink this. I ain't going to drink that. The Holy Spirit is telling me the same thing. How is he doing more than I'm doing? So for those of you that tune in and say, well, what laws do I keep? Whatever the Holy Spirit tells you to keep. Whatever in your gut you feel is wrong. Holy Spirit, you're a new creature. The Holy Spirit is going to lead and guide you. Not 613 laws that nobody can agree on what to keep. That's confusion. Now, am I saying don't keep commandments? Of course I'm not saying that. I'm saying you got more than 613 laws. They think we're saying you don't have to keep the law. We're not saying that. <laughs> That's what I want to get. So, Purcell, will you done so I can go to Brother Kenway and wrap up the show, please? Yeah, I'm finished. I'm finished. I'm finished. Well, brother, listen, just know you, brother John. Uh, brother John is still on the line. Brother John, appreciate your contribution, brother. I know you got to go. Uh, brother Kenwin, uh, go ahead and, and share with us your final, and we're going to wrap this up as quick, y'all. All right. Okay. Uh, well, uh, here we are again, man. Um, yeah, I'm a Hebrew Israelite, man, and I believe in keeping the laws and having faith in uh, our Christ, our Messiah, our Lamb, our King, and our Priest. Um, yeah, and well, hey, that, that's what, hey, it's a spiritual fight, y'all. Uh, these, uh, brothers here kind of stated their positions, uh, and their doctrine, understanding. Um, yeah, but if you keep reading the book, you'll kind of find out that Christ is going to come back for the Israelites, okay? They're going to be in this, in the land, you know, and he's going to circumcise their heart and, and, you know, put the laws in their mind and heart. That's called the new covenant, okay? Um, it is what it wow. is, y'all. Um, so that's that's their understanding of it. They can't. I mean, I I ain't trying to argue, but they don't they don't quite see it my way. I don't see it there, and there we are. Um, but a pleasure being on your show, uh, brother self. I uh, didn't come to argue, but I guess it was one of those things. And you just keep it the best of your ability. Those out there wondering how to please the Father, uh, doing what he says make them happy. When you don't do what he says, it makes them mad. All right? And so that's something that you need to keep in mind. 
But hold on, hold on, hold on, the, brother Kim. I hear something. Hold on. What? Who's saying something? Somebody saying something? I was just letting brother Kimwin know. In spite of the difference, there's nothing but love between us. It's just like we're, you know, if we see things differently, we'll work to see it the same one day. But I entirely respect his position, and I don't disrespect him just because we don't agree. Absolutely. Right. And and I want to apologize right. early because I, I I lift my voice and I yell, and my wife even opened the door. I only yell because I'm confident. I don't need to put nobody down by saying, I'm right. So I want to apologize for yelling this like I did earlier, but it just was on me so strong. I'm so free. I'm so clear. There's no confusion. I see it. Paul says a part of me is craving to do evil. Another part is craving me to do righteous. He said it. And I'm not dogging out Paul. Either Paul is in the Bible or not. If I'm going to throw out Paul, I just threw out half the New Testament, and it's going to cause all kind of confusion. If the Father wanted to use Paul to teach certain things because maybe the, some of the other apostles couldn't or whatever, or maybe they did in the Nicene Council and, and, and Catholicism didn't put it in, this is all we have. And so I just can't see us pleasing the Father if our forefathers couldn't. Let's forget about us. Did our forefathers please him? No. Never. Okay, I wasn't <laughs> finished, but... Uh, go ahead, go ahead, Brother Kenwin. I'm sorry. All right, gotcha. I thought you were finished. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, as he was just stating, our ancestors uh, didn't please the Father, and he punished uh-huh. by slavery. That's where we at, folks. We are still in the land of our captivity, okay? And... Um, he, he it's, it's prophesied in the Bible, the New Covenant, that he's going to come back and get us. All right, and until all things are fulfilled, that's what that is what we do. We keep those commandments. Not one jot or tittle okay, from the prophet. You don't throw out the with noise. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's just it's fine, just echoing. That's all. It's no noise. No, it's just echoing. I'm going to shut down, brother. Brother John, your line is. Brother Percy, I'm going to shut down your line because we're ending, okay, y'all? Because there's a lot of noise. I don't know who it is, and I can't play that, okay? All right. So, Brother Kenwin, go ahead and wrap up, please, because I just got this little noise. I oh. just, I know it's the end, but we've got a whole whole steady. Gotcha. So that's that's where we're stated, folks. Uh, that's where we stand. It's still that stalemate. Uh, uh, the brothers, uh, they they make good pastors for the in a worldly sense. Uh, but me, I'm really kind of focused on us Israelites, and I'm zooming in on those. Are there other souls that love Christ just as much as me out there that are not Israelites? Yes, there are. And their doctrine, what these brothers are saying, they're talking to us all, including me, and along with Billy and Bob and everybody else, okay? I, my, what I'm saying is talking to you who's a descendant of a slave cast around the world, and I'm telling you that that curse is on you, right? And it's going to be lifted when Christ comes back, all right? I, I believe you're still under it because you still go to your master for food and water and shelter. So anyway, with that being said, I close out. Um, well, thank let you, me Seth, say this for the opportunity to speak. John, kind of thank you. A little bit. Let me say this for, uh, before you go, okay? Brother, for the record, I love you. And I ain't just saying that to be whatever. You're a good brother, and you come on this line, and and you you're younger, but don't 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 divide it so much. Just because we're older, don't mean we can't change. We're just going by the scriptures. 
you know, and there's a lot of scriptures I promise you that said I named it, but I know five of them, and we just we're not stuck on just being old and all that. That's just where we at in the scriptures. So just this business of oh we different, and I, I just disagree with y'all. We different. We're not that different. We both believe in like John kind of already did. I ain't gonna come behind him, but we're not that different. At the end of the day, you don't want to smoke. I don't want to smoke. You don't want to drink. I don't want to drink. You don't want to chase. I don't want to chase. Or we shouldn't. And we should believe in the Messiah. That's what's required. There's nothing else, brother. So we're not that different. Now, you may worship on the Saturday. But I don't know that the Father going to, you know, I want to open up that can of worms. But I'm just saying he looks at our heart. If that's what we know, sin is when a man knows something and he don't do it. If we don't know that worshiping on Sunday, if that's what you think or some of y'all think that, okay, if they don't know, guess what? It ain't sin. So that law, you got to be very careful because you'll see people doing something in the flesh and they're not even guilty because they don't know. So just bear with us. We're trying to work with y'all. I have you on the show. We disagree. I have you on the show. I've never said you can't come back on the show. So there is love, like you would not imagine for you, and respect. Please, please hear that and know that. We're not playing with this. You are loved, brother, and respected. So, folks, next week, again, thank you, uh, brother Kenwood. I'm going to go ahead and wrap up, okay? All right, we cool? All right. All right, shalom, we cool, brother. Man. Shalom. All right, and that's Brother Kenwood Casper. you got to love him, his heart. And he wants to please the Father. And I know the Father respects that. And that's why I will not touch him with a temper pole. Uh, I will not. I respect him. I, 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 part of me is I fear him because he's the Lord's anointed. I believe it. And so whether or not you see it, you don't have to see like things like I said. I could be wrong. I could be dead wrong. But, folks, I just kid you not. There's over, I think I counted one time, 200 scriptures talking about how righteous we are through our faith. No works. How you accept us in the beloved, not in us, in the beloved. We can go on and on, on but we got to wrap up. So we'll see you on Thursday. Stay tuned to the Fossil Zone Network. Things are kind of iffy. Oh, no, 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 no. Actually, Purcell Porsche is going to be. Let me just open up back his line. I'm so glad he didn't hang up. Brother Purcell, what can we expect for Thursday? Please, quickly. Thursday. Thursday. Thursday is going to be dynamic. It's going to be. Uh, salt life in full effect We're going to deal with the salt life We're going to deal with the believer Because uh, I know I'm called to the to the believer In the body of Christ So we're going to talk about the believer We're going to talk about the salt life We're going to talk about us we, us being a city That's set on a hill that cannot be hid And uh, we're just going to open this thing up Peel this onion back And uh, uh g- Allow God to be glorified. It's, it's that simple. It's that simple. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Well, uh, so that's Thursday. We'll see everybody on Thursday. Purcell, y'all got to hear from this brother. I'm telling y'all, it's going to be something. We all hopefully be. Hopefully, we'll all be here again on Thursday. All right, and then uh, back again on Monday. Uh, all right. So I love every single one of you, and there is nothing you can do about it. I know this is my third time playing this song. But, y'all, it's just all in my spirit. So enjoy this uh, by um, uh, Sister Lacia Knox. Again, this is how I fight my battle.
Somebody's in the fight of your life right now. Lachey Knox, tell them how to win. This is how I fight my battles. When you're feeling overwhelmed and under pressure. This is how I fight my battles. Woo! When you're in the midst of a storm and you can't see your way out. This is how I fight my battles. When you get that unfavorable diagnosis. This is how you fight. Somebody's saying it seems like trouble is all around me. Lachey, tell them it may look like. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. That's how God works. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, yes. but I'm surrounded by you. I know what it looks like. It may 